Hi everyone and welcome to my passion project. Um, I've decided that I have a lot of time on my hands and by a lot of time I mean too much time to think and not enough of a social life. So what better way to talk about what you go through as a 22 year old that isn't discussed, especially now, um, considering everyone wants to romanticize their lives and no I'm not rich I'm not that girl I'm none of those things so maybe this is not the podcast for you but I'm here to tell you what it's actually like so I don't know really where to get started I guess a little backstory on me I should probably say my name I'm Taylor um I recently graduated college in May and now here I am I'm 22 and a little bit clueless on what to do next. Uh, I actually graduated from college a year early and that was very difficult for me as you can probably imagine. Um, You kind of watch everyone go through the senior year you wanted to go through and do all the things that you felt you couldn't do because technically I was a junior. I was with the junior, like that class all the way through and I just felt so like out of place. I didn't want to go to any of the senior events because I felt weird going. And then I didn't also feel like a junior. So it was just one of those things that I feel like I've always kind of been in the right place at the wrong time. And that is a really good example. I knew that like it was the best financial decision for me. And that was the predominant factor in me leaving. But it also was one of those things where I was really done with college. And I know like a lot of people don't talk about that, but I was done with the lifestyle that college can sometimes bring. I think a lot of times, like if you're someone who's super extroverted, college is kind of the place for you. There's constantly stuff going on. And that honestly is a big bonus. But I think the issue that I was having was that I got sick of doing the same thing every single weekend and going to the same dirty frat house or trying to go to the same local bars and see the same people and just do the same routine over and over. It felt like my weekends were more scheduled than my weekdays and I just was like over it. I also was working like multiple jobs at the time so it was like my free time. I at that point like just didn't even feel like I had the energy to go do that stuff and I kind of felt like I don't know, I grew out of it. And I feel like a lot of people took that as like me trying to be someone who like thinks they're so mature and better than everyone else. And like, that's not the case. It's just that like, I'm simply different than, you know, 98% of the extroverted students. Like I'm not really that much of an extrovert and that bothers people. And I feel like if you relate to this, you understand that being introverted I love how I just like jumped into this like I barely introduced myself and we're like in (laughs) the depths of this conversation but I think being an introvert is kind of a rare breed and we stick together and then a lot of times that makes you not want to go out and I think also I didn't because I'm introverted I didn't really expand my 
circle and I found that a lot of people just kind of dropped off in my life after college and that's a realization that I think would happen regardless of if I graduated early I just think people grow apart and I don't regret anything I made some like those friends that like I still would say like I have it's just we are in different places you know but basically all of that happened so my life took a major shift and I feel like it's been emphasized but not emphasized enough that like it is so drastically different. I know high school to college is a huge jump but I would argue like college into paying your bills and having your own apartment and navigating like the real world is one of those things that you're still sheltered from somewhat when you're in college and when you're finally just like free to literally like there's no one holding you accountable anymore. Like, there's no one going to be asking. I mean, I guess your boss would ask why you didn't show up at work, but you get the point. And I think that shift can be really terrifying because your success is completely reliant on you. Like, you no longer have, like, you can't complain to the school board about a professor. Like, this is the real world. This is a real job where it's like, if your boss sucks, your boss sucks. And that's the reality of the situation. Luckily, I've had, I'm in my second job, but I really have loved both. I just got a better opportunity and, you know, it's good, but I am missing kind of, I guess, the direction that I was hoping to like somehow have when I was out of college. I think that that's the, that's the other part of the transition that's so difficult is everything leads you up to a moment, like, right? Like you start... Like in middle school, you're preparing for high school. And in high school, you're p- picking out the college you want to go to. And and like maybe that's not for everyone. Maybe some people are going to trade school or not going to school after. But I'm just saying like if you're thinking about this very in a linear way. But, you know, and then once you go to college, it's like you want to get that that first job or that first internship. And then you want to get like your job offer. But then it's like once you get the job offer, like then what? Your life kind of loses this monumental purpose that you've had driving you. Like basically all of your directions or all of your direction, I should say, is given to you by the system that you're put in. So like if that's the traditional system that you decide to be a part of, that is about to be your life until you reach the age of 22 or 23. And then it's up to you to figure out what's next. And that is a monumentally heavy decision that I, I don't know. I know some people just are so comfortable going with the flow of everything and that as someone who's not, this has been really tough for me. I also decided that I was going to stay in Boston um, after college and my entire family lived in upstate or lives in upstate New York. So it was about a six-hour difference, not like time difference, but like a six-hour drive um, to get to them. So that can be difficult because when I was like getting my first apartment, I wanted the people that I care about the most to be able to like see it and go through that process with me. And like my parents were not, they couldn't be there. They couldn't drop their entire lives to like, you know, come do that with me. And that was really hard. And I also had like two months to find an apartment And because I graduated early, I didn't have any friends to live with. So I had to live by myself and find an apartment and I had no time. So just the second apartment I saw, I settled on. 
And when I say that was like literally the worst decision I have ever made. I wish that I had just taken a beat. And I know everyone says this in the moment. And regardless, I was going to ignore that because I wanted to get the job and I wanted to get the apartment and I wanted to be so like violently independent. Like I was so convinced that was what was going to make me happy. But then I moved into this apartment that was absolutely like just full of issues. I mean, from the moment I walked in, it just, it hadn't been clean. There was paint ripped off the walls, but I'm like, it's whatever. It's fine. It's my first apartment. I, I was paying like way beyond my means to be there, but you're in Boston. So, and I wasn't even in Boston. I was outside of it, but you get the point. So I just kind of put up with it. But then as winter started to hit, it was like more things like the heat was all messed up and the thermostat wasn't working. And like those little admin tasks are the things like when you're trying to just do everything right. Like when you're trying to get that job and like figure out that and you just want to come home to a place that like doesn't have more issues you know um so it's so weird because I came back for a couple weeks around what was it Christmas and at that point I had I knew that I needed some sort of change in my life I was very depressed and just feeling like so blue and so out of it and like a big part of it too was like I didn't have a lot of friends and like I didn't really have much of a social life and then I decided to just I don't know I broke up with my boyfriend which was a whole terrible thing and it's hard when you like really love and care about someone but like you know that it's just not the right time so I did that and then I came home for Christmas break and I got to hang out with my friends and it was such a good time and I was around my family and I basically told my parents one night I was like what if I would it be crazy if I just like move back like upstate considering you know my job is now remote and I have that capability like I could save the money like I could be around family and they were like no not at all and that is literally the biggest example of oddly manifesting something so fast forward after new year's i go back to my apartment and when i say this was the biggest reality check of my entire life i was leaving i had slept there january 2nd i want to say it was or whatever woke up the next day to go to the gym before work and i see a note on the door that says there's been this massive roach infestation they're in everyone's apartments and I honestly like had seen the sticky traps I like assumed it was kind of getting taken care of and like I am terrified of bugs don't get me wrong but I like I was like what are you gonna do Taylor like you have to be an adult in this situation like you have to figure this out I called my landlord and that was a whole disaster and he basically didn't know what was going on so I start to well the next day my neighbor comes to my door and starts showing me pictures from literally the floor above me and it's just disgusting like they're all in the halls like they're everywhere and then I saw one in my apartment freaked the fuck out and was like I can't be in this environment anymore like my living situation was giving me so much stress and anxiety I was just like breaking down like I just felt broken at that point I had been through so much 
um, after being, you know, like you're going through so many changes and like then I broke up with my boyfriend and I didn't want to come back to Boston and then when I come back, I come back to that. I was like, what a warm welcome. So I basically threw a bunch of my stuff in trash bags, quarantined my stuff in these like little, like in these airtight trash bags because I was like so afraid, like God forbid my clothes have like roaches. I didn't even take all my stuff. I was like, I don't even know. I threw my stuff in the car. I slept at a hotel for two nights and worked. I worked both of these days like through this. Like I'm like crying at work. It was just like the worst. And then I drove back that Saturday. I was able to break my lease and now here we are. I'm literally getting an apartment in my hometown and navigating that. So this is how chaotic life can be when you're entering... I mean, honestly, I feel like my situation is much more difficult than, like, I'm make. not that I'm saying my life is difficult, but I'm saying, like, I don't want to scare people into thinking that this is, like, normal, because it's not. <laughs> that does not happen to everyone, as long as you do your research, and I just didn't have the time to do that, and I wish I just took a beat. That's my biggest advice. Like, take a second to figure it out. My other thing is make sure that your future plans align with your values and like what you want out of life. I quickly realized that I was so obsessed with a place. I love Boston. Like I absolutely love having a beautiful city and the sports and all the events and all the possibilities, everything you can do there. But then I started to realize like it literally like I was living there because I like loved that place so in like so much. But if you love a place but there's no one in it, it kind of doesn't matter anymore. And I had to face that fact that like yeah, upstate New York maybe isn't the most exciting place to live in the entire world. But my fam my entire family is here and at this point like you know my nieces and nephews are growing up and I don't get enough time to spend with you know my grandparents or my sister and just having that time to be here and to really be with family like that was a value I didn't realize that I cared so much about until it was gone until I didn't have family around and that support system no friends and no family is never a good combo at least if I'm friendless for the rest of my life, I will have some sort of family around. And that, not saying I'm going to live in upstate New York forever, but you get what I'm saying. So, yeah. I guess that's where I'm at. I mean, I officially put a deposit down on a new apartment. And it is kind of surreal. I'll be going back to Boston at the end of February to pack up my stuff and I think it's going to be really emotional because while I do have like while I don't have friends there I also do you know and there were more possibilities for me to hang out with people like now I feel like I'm starting from scratch all over again which can be really hard um and honestly making adult friends is so unnatural in college, there's so many opportunities. You live with someone. Like, you got to be friends with them. And then it's like going out with one other person. Like, let's say you literally drag your roommate everywhere. 
it makes it so much easier to meet other people. It's less awkward. It's less weird. And even if it is weird, you can laugh about it later. Whereas like the second you're like completely on your own, no roommates, you're on your own, you have very limited friends, then it's like, how are you supposed to go out there and meet new people when you don't have someone to start with? You get what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm struggling in that department and I've tried to reach out from people around here and (laughs) embarrassing, like honestly, I'm starting to think that there is something seriously flawed about me because like no one really seems to give me the time of day which sounds bad but I mean it's just kind of the reality of the situation and like there's only so much I don't know what people do with their lives like I I, like I love my alone time don't get me wrong I love reading a good book I love journaling and I like being outside but when it's the winter that kind of limits your activities and there's only so much Netflix a girl can watch before she loses her mind and also it's so much time to sit here and think about every little thing and about every person I get these like ideas like spun up in my head like the whole world's against me and I think that that's something that I'm really trying to work on in 2023 is like if you kind of think about it in the way of like I don't know people if they cared enough then I don't even know how to put this basically people don't give a shit about my life and that honestly as much as that sounds shitty that gives me more peace of mind than people thinking about me and what I'm doing and judging my decisions I think my entire life have built so much shame around like the decisions I've made and like certainly I have made some really bad decisions and but like so has literally everyone ever so I don't know why I think that mine are so monumentally different. I don't know how many times I said monumental. I never say that word. And for some reason, I'm saying it so much. But I don't know why I think they're so different from everyone else's. It's like, no, everyone's fucked up. Everyone's done something. And, you know, if I'm still acknowledging it, then at least I have some sort of morals and value system. But it's hard when you feel like you don't really fit into necessarily the culture that's like being built around you. Like I genuinely think as much as our generation is super awesome, I hate to shit on like our generation because I think it gets shit on enough. Like I think people just have such a bad perspective. I think there's so many positives. I think it's so great that people are more in touch with their health now, that people are, you know, more like basically more open like you know like the I know the whole thing of like oversharing on the internet is like a bad thing but I kind of see it as a good thing because people no longer are this like secretive like everything's out there and it makes you feel more accepted because there is a group on the internet for literally everyone so I will say there's a silver lining but it does feel tough sometimes when you feel like you don't fit into like the stereotypical culture necessarily like in college, I felt like I just didn't, like, there was a year where I partied really hard, and I don't know, emotionally, it, like, really wrecked me, like, it just, I didn't feel like myself anymore, like, I lost a piece of myself that year, like, legitimately, and then when you're not partying, it's, like, everyone sees you as, like, boring, or just, like, you know, trying to be, like, on a high horse, and it's just, like, so frustrating, because you can never, 
please everyone and as someone who was born a people pleaser it's very difficult and also I am the most unsuccessful people pleaser there is like I'm I am not everyone's cup of tea I'm super sarcastic I'm like fiercely independent and introverted and it's like obviously I can talk to people but it's like I'd rather not you know and sometimes my sarcasm and like the way I speak can like put a lot of people off and I totally understand that like people see me also like I'm blonde and short I'm not skinny but you know I have those qualities so I think everyone just I mean the amount of people who were like oh I just automatically thought you were a bitch and I think it also comes from the fact that in social settings I'm so nervous in standoffish because I'm so nervous that like people just assume that that's me being like like I'm judging them or something I will say I'm probably one of the least judgmental people because of the way that judgment has made me feel in the past. Like my high school experience was super, super terrible. I mean, like I feel like everyone has that story, so I'm not trying to compare to everyone else. But there was just a phase in my life where friends around me knew that I was going through something really dark mentally And they all decided to drop me and ostracize me in front of everyone. And it just was really embarrassing. And it also was really ironic. Like, looking back, I think high school is so funny sometimes. Because I was seen as, like, a whore in high school. And it's so funny to me because I was literally a virgin until, like, the end of high school. Until I had a boyfriend that I had been dating at that point for eight months. Not that it matters also because the second these everyone gets into college, it's like everyone's sleeping around and that's all of a sudden acceptable. I, to me, it's just so crazy that that is still a thing that's said and still a way to describe women. You should be able to do whatever the hell you want with your body. Beside, outside of cheating, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't condone cheating. I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> but I do think like if you are not tied to anyone go off like do your own thing and if you don't want to do that then don't do it I just think that we've become a little judgmental of like other people it's just like going to and I mean it's it's also so dependent on the environment you know and I think I kind of chose like I couldn't choose where I went to high school so that's you know one thing but it was a rich suburb and you know that the classic story (laughs) of how that goes and not to say we were poor at all but like you know middle class and everyone there was rich rich so I did feel a little out of place there and then I went to college on scholarship pretty much um and it was kind of the same situation and also kind of the same the same smaller size I think the smaller the group of people, the more that there tends to be like gossip and drama. And there was one year in college that was so, so insane. Like there was just a point in time where everyone knew like every detail about me, which to me like surprised me to this day because I'm not that interesting of a person. So I don't understand why people cared, honestly. But it also was like scary because having like everyone put in their comments on your life is one of those things that like I wouldn't wish upon anyone like it's not their life to live and I don't know why I let it get to me so much but I was beside myself like 
hearing what everyone had to say about me and hearing what they thought about my choices and my decisions like at the end of the day like I just was a wreck about it and yeah I guess if you take anything away from this podcast clearly it's all over the map like today I didn't really have like any notes or any script to go off of but I wanted to say like this is my first episode you know being chronically 22 maybe that's what I'll name it um but it's just one of those things like you're gonna okay how do I put this in a way that actually sounds like something good being in your early 20s is gonna feel like it sucks like in the moment you're gonna think the world is literally caving in on you and a lot of times it kind of is there's a lot of factors going on at the same time but my best advice is to slow down to lean on the people now take it from me you don't have to have a thousand friends have a couple good ones and if you don't have that lean on your family lean on the people that will not judge you no matter what Because I'm telling you, those are the people you should keep around. Anyone who is giving you crap for any decision that just because they don't agree with it. And like, okay, there is a difference. I'm I'm now making another aside. (laughs) But there's a difference between your friend trying to give you helpful advice, right? And someone just shitting on you because it's easy and it's fun for them. And you can tell the difference. There's one person that has your best interest in mind and there's one person that doesn't. And the sooner you can tell the difference, the sooner you're going to be able to weed out the people in your life that you don't need and that are genuinely draining your energy. You have so much to give to this world. Each person has such a special, powerful gift. And if only everyone realized that, wouldn't the world be a better place? It is so much easier to be nice to someone than to be an absolute asshole. And that's what I'll leave with you. (laughs) Wow, I just messed up my words so much. But that's what I'll leave you with um thank you so much for listening if no one's listening thank you to myself for listening hopefully i'll listen back but um thank you love you and see you in the next one